The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Engaging conversation with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. Two oh five on this. Uh, what is it, Brad? A Tuesday edition of the six thirty Chet afternoon news. It is Tuesday's edition. Feels like it should be farther into the week than that. Uh, Jay Lynn and I was in this morning, but uh, now I didn't see this. I didn't witness it. But apparently, she was uh, taken ill. Yeah, she was. Uh, she wasn't feeling too great when she came in mm. and uh, tried to stick it out, but. She had to go home, and that's why you're stuck with me today. What a trooper. Tried to soldier it out, did she? She did. <laughs> Went home. Okay. Because I'm actually sick. Are you? You might hear it in my voice a little bit. What happened to you? Uh, nothing. My, mo- my mother. That's a Freudian. My wife's, uh, I think my wife's uh, Caesar salad threw me off a little bit last night, so it was a restless night. We'll, we'll leave it at that. I won't, yeah. I won't ask for any more I don't think you need more detail. I think that no. pretty much puts a period at the end of the sentence. I, uh, I've i never phoned in sick in my entire work life. Entire work life? Here? Or? Ever. Come on. No, I'm, and listen, that's not about Jay Lynn. I'm not judging. If she's ill, she needs to go home and recuperate. But uh, no, I've never have. Including uh, here. Now, this is not, I don't know if this would constitute phoning in sick. But I uh, I had surgery. I can't remember what it was. Maybe my gallbladder, possibly, and uh, was supposed to take a week off. But two days in, I decided to come back to work and um, I fell asleep in the chair. <laughs> <laughs> so, did you at least have a co pilot with you? I did. Uh, Leslie Primo was my uh, co pilot, so she just continued on. Yeah. Did you start snoring? Add no, some background I, I, noise? I'm not sure sleep or. I'm, there's a fine line between sleeping and passing out. I think I might have actually passed out. Like, I just sort of slumped over in the chair. And then uh, when it was time to go, uh, she just tapped me on the shoulder, and I was like, all right, good show, and went home. Man, I can't say I've ever had that happen to me. <laughs> Falling asleep while on the radio. Something next to impossible. Do you know, we did a story one time that this past week, I think, about the oddest people, uh, oddest places people have napped, and that didn't come up in the conversation, oddly enough. Uh, nor did this, uh, and then we'll move on to... We've got guests this afternoon. You booked guests. Did you want to tell folks who you booked? Uh, yeah, for sure. At uh, 2.30, we have someone with Parks Canada to talk about the mountain pine beetle infestation going on there. If you've been to Jasper recently, you would notice that the trees are already turning orange or red as if it's fall, and it's not for any lack of care. It's just the fact that these mountain pine beetles are mm. moving in and uh, destroying the, the forest. They came from BC, didn't they? They did. Yeah, I see. Invaders. Yeah. And then at uh, 3.30, we have the mother of a 12-year-old boy who is disabled in a way that he, the best way for him to get around is on this tricycle of sorts. Between July 9th and July 10th, according to St. Albert RCMP, this vehicle was stolen from their yard. Okay. And we just want to talk about what that, how that impacts her 12-year-old son, Caleb, and, and hopefully we can get that vehicle back for him because 
he relies on that to to go out into the yard and actually feel comfortable playing with other kids in the neighborhood. It's his way of feeling safe. It's his way of being able to get out of the house and have fun. So we'll talk to his mother and see just uh, what's going to happen next with that. And that's, uh, as I recall, a $700 uh, unit, too. It's not uh, It's not cheap. No, you don't just walk into Walmart no, and get no, this no. thing it's for... No, 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 it's a specialized piece of equipment, that's right. Right, exactly. All right, so I was talking about napping a second ago. I said uh, we didn't bring up the conversation about uh, passing out in that chair that you're sitting in now. Uh, and I saw this story, and then uh, I want to talk about some scams that are out there because I think it's important to uh, get the information to you. Have you seen this? You know how in uh, the States they keep coming up with things? Like I saw a story the other day that uh, they're now um, featuring high-heeled Crocs, for example, and they're they're flying off the shelves, like not falling off, but they're, people are buying them. And, um, and there's also upside-down jeans. What? Yeah, uh, I've, uh, both those stories are in the big blue folder somewhere, and it's not within reach of me. But So high-heeled Crocs, I thought Crocs were done, uh, but apparently not. They're now high-heeled, and these jeans, the pockets are, like, down by your ankles, and they're upside down. So you can't use them because things would fall out of them. And they're also selling, they're, and they're like $400 a pair. My point was, and I sort of lost my point there, my point was, for whatever reason, Americans just love... What's the right word? Bizarre fashion Bizarre trends. Bizarre anything. Like, just, yeah. if it's new and expensive, they're in, right? And that's, see, that's the thing. It's one thing for it to be new and you want to go, oh, I'll try this out or mm. I'll buy a pair or I'll buy that sure. shirt or what have you. But it's the price that comes attached with it where Americans, like you said, typically, they buy it and they don't care. It do, the price tag means nothing. Well, listen to this. There's a new company, uh, an outlet called The Dreamery in New York. It's in Soho. Hey, Soho is a very fashionable part of New York. Trendy. Isn't it? Trendy. Trendy. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's an upscale mattress showroom. Um, but what they began doing uh, in an effort, I think, to showcase their uh, mattresses is they're selling New Yorkers 45 minute naps uh, for $25 a pop. And uh, what you do is. Uh, you go into the mattress store, you pay the 25 bucks, and uh, they offer you first some beverages like herbal tea, water, and that sort of thing, then some healthy snacks sort of get you set, you know, maybe some apples, cashews, and then they hand you pajamas made of luxury sleepwear um, by a brand, uh, the brand is Sleepy Jones, uh, and I'm guessing those are expensive too. And then they take you into a refresh station. This is in a mattress store. Yeah. You ever notice mattress stores are always going out of business? Oh, yeah. It's always this Friday they're out of business. <laughs> the next Friday they're back in business. They, go, oh. yeah, yeah. they just don't have enough mattresses <laughs> yeah. right now. Like, oh, we're gonna, you know what? We're closing down for a week. When our <laughs> yeah. shipping comes in, we're going to reopen. Uh, under a new name. Anyways, then they take you to a circular woody, wooden napping pod, uh, which comes with uh, music, a sleep mask, and customized lighting. Now, here's the best part. You know, uh, have you ever wanted to go to sleep and you just can't? Like, you know, oh, yeah. you're just you're thinking, and then yep. you start stressing that if I don't get to sleep soon, I'm only going to get a few hours, and, oh, and I, then it becomes almost impossible, right? Well, I did the early mornings on our sister station right. for three years, and I'd go to bed at 9, typically. Yeah. If I looked at the, the phone and it was 10, panic. Yeah. 10, 15, oh, my God. Oh, you're just doing the math. Exactly. Right? Exactly. So imagine if you paid $25 for 45 minutes. You'd, <laughs> yeah. So apparently the best part of this is... Um, at the 45-minute mark, you're flooded with bright lights. Uh, jolted awake is the description by bright lights, which flip on automatically at 45 minutes. That sounds awful. I would be so stressed. That whole experience sounds terrible to me. 25 bucks. 
wearing pajamas that obviously other people have worn. <laughs> well, I would assume they'd clean them. S still, I don't want to wear... that's true. You're right. It, I'm not a huge germaphobe, but yeah. I just don't want to be... Where I don't want to be the ten thousandth customer to slide to those slide bad boys on these, yeah. you know, elite pajamas on my body, <laughs> and then pay more than two dollars a minute for my own good, for for me to sleep. I think you did the math wrong on that. Twenty-five bucks for forty-five is uh, thirty-three cents a minute. Well, forty cents. Oh, a minute. sorry, I was I was doing it the 36. other way. My bad. Yeah. Still, why am I paying for my sleep? That's my. No, point. I totally agree. Just go home. <laughs> like just like I say, America's. Uh, hey, have you uh, been down to see the new mural? By the way, I drove past it. Oh, did you? What did it look like to you? Different. Oh, interesting. I just don't. I need an explanation of what the concept is. I think it's a great idea. I love the fact that this artist has chosen our city to make this massive mural down or uh, in Old Strathcona. And, and you need an explanation. I do. Do you have one? I do. Please. It's a mix between geometric language with different patterns, that according to the artist. Um, digital parts with organic parts, something like that. Okay. I've seen pictures of it. I've not gone down, but I'm, I'm told it's a very popular... Him painting it has become a very popular attraction. People are coming down. He's all done. Is he? Yeah. He just finished uh, late this morning. His name is what, San Miguel? Yeah. Probably butchered that. He's posing for pictures, uh, which is yeah. great. And it was all part of a, you know, a, a GoFundMe thing, right? Like right. So uh, the city didn't pay for it. I, I got to be honest with you. I like it better than a big old pile of balls. <laughs> so do a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a lot less expensive, I'm guessing. Didn't come out of my tax dollar and brightens up uh, the area. So I'm, I'm totally into it. And it's, uh, it's not just graffiti. No. Right? Like, he's uh, he actually has a concept and an idea behind it. Uh, I would love to see more businesses get involved in this type of thing because there was that trio of, of restaurants in the area, the owner of those three. Yeah. And he, he said it took him like six or seven months to get this guy to come over. And Yeah, well, you know, he's very popular, and he goes from city to city uh, under contract to do these sort of things. He had just, he's leaving, he's going to stay in Edmonton for a little while, and uh, then he's off to, uh, I think it was New York City, or perhaps Paris. He'll take a day or two to enjoy the great outdoors in Edmonton before he leaves. Um, yes, where he's going to do paintings in Paris. He's, uh, oh, geez, New York City. Wow, that's great. Uh, the reason I, That's the reason I bring it up. You just hit the nail on the head. Do you remember when Dave Moed had the idea to uh, light the bridge? Oh, yeah. Who yep. doesn't love that idea? Exactly. Right? And it didn't cost, you know, the city, taxpayers didn't do it. It was on a voluntary basis. Now, the city did take it over, and there's some maintenance costs associated with it. But the initial design and implementation and installation was all done by private. And you just said, I wish more businesses would do that. But it really doesn't take a business, per se. It takes an idea. Right. Right? And then it takes the public, uh, you know, backing up that idea to make this a really cool city. Like, whenever I hear slogans, you know, make it, make YEG or make it, whatever those slogans are, just make the city cooler, better, whatever, it comes down to individuals with a great idea selling that idea. Because I love this mural. Oh, me too. It looks yeah. fantastic. Yeah. And that's what I mean. I'd love to see more of that type of art on display outside. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a different style doing that kind of outdoor art and painting those big murals. We do have... You know, we have the art gallery here, but you have yeah. to go, and it's it's just different. It's more uh, 
serious is the wrong word, but you know what I'm trying to say. As you go in, you look, you move on, you go to the next one. Whereas this mural down in Old Strathcona, you can just admire it. You're standing mm-hmm. outside. It's a beautiful summer day, like today. I mean, people yeah. must be flooding that area right now. I, I've never been in the art gallery. No? Well, I think I did a show there, so I may have been in it, but I think I was in the theater portion of it. But I, I, it, you know, and maybe this is my shortfall, my shortcoming. I don't have any interest. I'm done in art. I'm not going to walk around the, a studio, but I would love to have a beer or a coffee on a patio and take a look at the outside of that building. And I'm the exact same way. Right. And the artist said that, that art belongs on the outside of the building, not the inside. I totally agree with that. That's yeah. a great statement. I know. It's pretty cool. Uh, we'll take a break. We've got a guest coming up uh, in a few minutes, uh, but I did mention we've got a couple of uh, big scams that are making their way to Alberta. I want you to make, uh, make you all aware of that. We'll do that coming right up. You know what? Uh, one of the uh, things I love the most um, about doing this show, about being with uh, 630 Chet, is uh, the charitable nature of our listeners. So several people have texted already without having heard the interview with uh, the mom whose uh, son uh, lost his tricycle, a specialized tricycle. They want to know how they can help, right? So I, I will ask the mom. But the thing is, I think the issue is not the cost. I don't think the family... It's not that the family cannot afford to buy a replacement, but we'll find that out. The issue is that they went online to the one company that makes it, and they're back-ordered. Right. That is the issue. Right. So yeah. they're not able, money aside, they're not able to get a bike, and they may not be able to get one until the fall. So the boy goes all summer, Caleb is his name, uh, without a bike, unless we can find the original bike and get it back to him. So that's what we need to do. But we'll ask the mom and yeah. get that clarified, right? Criminals, eh? Idiots. Well, who steals a... Like, who does anything yeah. illegal, right? But in the when it when it impacts someone that needs something that is essential to their day to day life, what value and what joy do you get out of that? Well, you know, and you know, people always blame it on kids right away, but it isn't always kids that do it. But you know, when uh, Maddie had her grade twelve graduation party, and we said she could host it at our place, right? And we were very respectful of our neighbors, and and she had to go around tell every neighbor that we were going to have a party, right? And then Carol and I sat on the front porch and made sure nobody left um, with liquor, and that nobody. Uh, got into a car, so we sort of police that kind of thing, right. right? And the kids, we left the kids alone out back. We actually took criminal, you know that crime scene tape? Yeah. We actually put that across <laughs> our kitchen to indicate, no, you can't go beyond this line. There's a bathroom right there. Like, we had everything um, everything thought out. And then I don't remember what they're called, uh, but you know those things, uh, they're sort of like a scooter. Like, you, you have these little handlebars, and it's kind of like a, you know, with a tall mast and a skateboard at the bottom kind of thing. I, I don't know what they're called. A scooter. Is that what it's you, called? A scooter? You literally just described a scooter to a T. Okay. Well, somebody stole Hunter's scooter during that party. And and I don't know how they stole it because we were on the front porch so maybe they threw it over the back fence when no one was looking. I don't know. But somebody who was invited to our place who was taking advantage of our hospitality who was we were feeding and allowing to have their party uninterrupted by adults stole his scooter. And it's just one of those... And, I mean, it's no big deal. Like, he, he really hadn't used it much anymore, but... It's just the principle It is, it, where you're just like, why would you steal... Yeah. 
you're at somebody's house and you just a forty dollar scooter, right? Like just it was a. What are you gonna do? Pawn that off? I'm assuming <laughs> that they because you know in hindsight we were guarding the front but not the back because we have no gate at the back of our house. Okay, but you know. However old they are, seventeen-year-olds, I guess, can jump over a fence. So probably the kid, whoever it was, threw the scooter over the fence, jumped over the fence, and used it to get home, and then didn't return. And even I would have been okay. I would have laughed if he had shown up the next day with the scooter, right? Listen, I, my car's out front. Exactly. <laughs> I couldn't drive home, so I just borrowed. Scooter. I borrowed your right. son's scooter. I just wanted to gently put that back into your garage for and, you. And I, yeah, exactly. I think we'll we'll find uh, that this may be the case with uh, Caleb's tricycle. If somebody has it, probably realizes now what they have, and is wondering what to do about it, the family really just wants it back. So we'll talk to the bum. And I don't want to say more about it until we've got the bum on the phone, but I think she'd be quite pleased to have somebody just return it. And that's what typically happens in a lot of those situations, is to say, listen, we don't want to lay charges. Maybe you made a mistake. We can accept that. We just want the item back, whether it's in Caleb's yeah. case or any other family that this has happened to. We just want it back. Right. And after that, just go away. We don't even need to see you. Just drop it off and leave. Exactly. I mentioned a couple of scams. So uh, there's a scam that's uh, really blowing up out in Atlantic Canada. And typically what happens is, uh, depending on how the scammers operate, they'll you know they'll get a bunch of uh, email addresses from a particular area and then they'll move so right now they're really pounding the Atlantic provinces but I've actually gotten the email that I'm about to talk about so I know that it's made its way to Alberta and what it is it's an email from Aeroplan and um, those of you who are members of the Aeroplan program you often get this email once a month that tells you what your balance is and um, you know, it's got the orange whatever header on it. And so I got this email, and I got to admit that it fooled me at first because what it was was an email um, indicating that I had used some of my Aeroplan miles uh, to purchase flight, which, of course, I had not done. Right. So at the bottom it says, if this is an error, click on this, and um, all you have to do is click a button. It takes you to a website, yeah. So you click on this uh, to go to the Aeroplan website, and of course the first thing when you click on it is they ask you for your Aeroplan number and your password. Once you put those in, the scammers now have your Aeroplan number and your password. Yeah. And again, Aeroplan and everybody else out there says many times they don't ask for personal information, they don't put links in emails, they'll never communicate with you that way. They'll send statements, but they're not going to ask you to click on a website uh, link from an email. So what the only thing I I mean I literally was hovering over this cuz you know your first thought is hey somebody swiped my air miles because I didn't purchase that ticket, right? Um, but then I looked at the website address and it was slightly off. It was like uh, pay aeroplan, uh, you know, like yeah, yeah. they had added a couple of letters at yeah. the beginning. Uh, so I Googled it, and uh, sure enough, here's this scam. So uh, they're describing the scam. Uh, customers receive an email from the company alerting them to the danger. Um, oh, sorry, Aeroplan has recently sent out an email to the uh, company, uh, to customers alerting them to the danger, warning them to delete any unsolicited emails um, seeming to come from Aeroplan or Air Canada with the subject line, Aeroplan reward electronic ticket itinerary slash receipt, and then below that, your order number approved or your order number processed. And listen to this. Uh, why would this be a target for, they call them fishers, these guys, these scammers. Why would it be? 
because the 2017 report estimated that Aeroplan accounts, those miles that all of us have saved that are members of the program, are valued at approximately $16 billion. $16 billion of points are out there. So what these guys do, they get you to log on thinking that you've been scammed and you haven't been scammed yet. You log on, they get the information, then they log on, buy a ticket, and then sell the ticket to somebody. And they move it as quick as possible, like flights tomorrow, that kind of thing. So now Air Canada and Aeroplan are two different companies. Yeah. Um, but Air Canada is attempting to step up. Uh, they issued a statement saying, we are working closely with Aeroplan to ensure that booked reward tickets are cancelled and that miles are returned to members' accounts. So if they're able to catch it, they'll catch it. But if it gets used, you lose. Air, Can- Air Canada is not going to replace those miles, nor is Aeroplan. So... Somebody Jeez. tried to uh, scam our building today. I got the phone call. With what? Uh, it was so. I got was the phone call about ten this morning. Yeah. Two hundred one area code. Never seen that before. Okay. I thought. Is that New York? Two hundred one. New Jersey. New Jersey. Okay. Yeah. So get the call and I think, who the heck is this? Like I haven't called anyone to be a guest in New Jersey. Yeah. Anyway, pick up the phone and hi, is Peter there? <laughs> no, I think you have the wrong number. This is Brad. No, I'm looking for Peter. And I said, well, I don't even know if we have a Peter in the building, quite frankly. You I can't think of one. Um, and I said, what are you calling for? I said, oh, we want to discuss your uh, the Chorus Entertainment business portfolio. <laughs> that's nice. Well, that's... Click. Definitely you know, you'd be the guy they'd put that call through. Right. If it's a national business portfolio question. Right. I mean, yeah. I, I produce two two shows, <laughs> so I obviously run this entire <laughs> building. But it, it, you, and, you often walk around like you do, so I, I, can, I can totally <laughs> see that. Well, and Eileen Bell took a call today that went into our newsroom about, uh, it was that CRA scam. The police are coming after you. You've just called a company. <laughs> you just phoned the media yeah. to do the CRA scam? Yeah. That's brilliant. Scammers. <laughs> like, this one with aeroplanes, like, it. I don't this want to give good. any credit. It yeah. sounds brilliant. It is really, really good because uh, the website is really authentic looking, and so is the email. It looks exactly like an Aeroplan uh, monthly statement. Well, good for you. There I'm you glad go. you prevented yourself from clicking that button after hovering over it. Right. I'd have hated to lose those, uh, you know, 26 uh, miles that I had accumulated. <laughs> the 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.